I want to say good morning to all of our Kokomo Kokomonaz family. We love you. We're praying for you. Um, also want to say hello to all of those that are watching from all over the world. We just feel honored that you would join us. Um, just want to remind you that we exist at First Nazarene here in Kokomo to um, encourage and equip people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And so we have been in this series, I want more. I want to be more like Jesus in my life. Today I want to talk about, over the next couple weeks in fact, um, how to be more like Jesus and how a fully devoted follower of Christ forgives people. I've been overwhelmed recently um, by the fact of so many of you that are under such great bondage and hurt and scars over things in your life that has enslaved you and kept God's best off of your life. And I just want to say, I believe today and I believe next week that in the name of Jesus, many of you are going to find a fresh anointing on your life. Many of you are going to find yourself freed from a burden that you have known for many, many years that has held you back and kept you down. You are going to be set free from hurts that have robbed you, the joys that God has for you in your life that have been stolen by the evil one. And I believe we are not only going to receive grace and forgiveness during these couple of weeks, but I think we are going to be fully devoted followers who give grace and forgiveness to others. Our text today is in Romans chapter 12, where the apostle Paul says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. And I just have to say, I think it goes without saying almost that this first part, do not repay anyone evil after evil. That just kind of goes against the conventional thinking of our world because nobody, nobody's gonna tell you to do that. Nobody's gonna tell you, hey, if somebody does something bad to you, just forgive them. Nobody will tell you that except for God. And his word comes to us today in a penetrating form that is very difficult to even receive or talk about because it goes against everything in our nature, who we are to forgive, because we feel that there should be some payback for evil that has been done to us or to others. You get me, I'm gonna get you, you hurt me, I'll hurt you. You hurt my kid, you hurt my wife, I will hurt you dearly. And the Bible knows that inside of us. And, and so it just jumps right in and deals with it. And it says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, in other words, forgiveness sometimes is not dependent on, on, other, on, on us. Sometimes it's on others. They don't want to receive it. But as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Now, I just want to say this morning to all of you that are watching, it is going to be impossible over the next 
two weeks as we look at this to cover the many complexities and nuances of a topic that is so emotionally charged as forgiveness in just a a week or two. I, I hope that even beyond what we do in here today and next week, that even our connect groups that meet will begin to maybe just pause what they're doing and maybe begin to flesh this out a little more in your lives and where you're living. For what we will talk about today and next week is huge in helping the church to be the church Christ died for and in in order to help us to become more of what God wants in our lives, fully devoted followers. And you know, this, uh, this topic is so hard to deal with without overgeneralizing because watching today, we would have, uh, we would have women who have been raped before they were even grown women. And then I'm supposed to say to you in the context of all that pain, hey, just get over it. There, there are men who never knew their dad because he was just too sorry to stay around. And then there are some men watching today that the truth about your life is your life would have been much much better if dad had left because he was so abusive to you. And he caused so much pain. And I'm just supposed to look at you and say, hey, listen, sir, just don't be bitter over that. Just, you know, don't seek revenge. God will take care of it. It's easy to overgeneralize in this. Well, the past... uh, The past few weeks, I posed a question and gave you an opportunity to respond to this, and the question was, what is the most difficult forgiveness issue you have ever had to deal with in your life? And it has been unbelievable, the responses, almost overwhelming to me personally, emotionally, as I read through that, people just pouring their hearts out in pain. Often I would just read a few of them and then I would just have to stop and pray and oftentimes through tears of knowing so much pain that is watching today. And so Paul starts out this passage with an imperative. He's not saying, hey, here's what I recommend for you. This is like, no, this is what you have. This is one thing he says you must never do. He says, this is imperative. This is important. If you want to be a fully devoted follower of Christ, if you want the bondage of forgiveness to be broken off of your life, here's one thing Paul says we cannot do. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. And I'll just confess to you that that is, that is hard for me. I understand why we shouldn't repay certain people. You know, um, someone says something, hurts my feelings. Maybe they said something in the heat of a moment. I, I can forgive that. I get that. But then I think about someone who would, a grown person who would strike an adult, hit a little boy or a little girl and, often scar them for life. I think about someone who would rape a helpless little boy or a helpless little girl, and then I wanna go, okay, like, we're supposed to forgive anybody, like, like there's no exceptions? I mean, just think of the pain. Just try to understand the pain that is represented just 
online right now, just those that are watching. And, and so I received so many responses to the question on what has been the hardest thing to forgive. And I, I can't respond to all of them today. I can't even read all of them today. So I had to group some to get a lot of them together. Um, time would not permit me to list all of them. And I could not believe some of the things that have been done to so many of you. So the question, what is the most difficult forgiveness issue you have ever had to deal with in your life? These are just a few of the responses. Forgiving my parents over a lifetime of never measuring up for them. Forgiving my mother for abusing me and then abandoning me as a child. Forgiving myself after getting pregnant and carrying the guilt of feeling like I was a total failure. The guy who raped our daughter and scarred her for life. Forgiving my stepfather for continual sexual and physical abuse as a child. Forgiving an individual who nearly ended my life and destroyed our family. My spouse for being unfaithful to me and unfaithful to our children. Discovering my spouse's porn addiction and feeling so betrayed. Forgiving my father who sexually abused me as a child over and over and over again. Forgiving myself of abortion. Forgiving myself for turning my back on God. Forgiving myself for lies and a life of pretense. Forgiving myself of robbing God for so many years. Forgiving my spouse who had an affair with my close friend. Forgiving our child's spouse for abusing our grandchild. Forgiving a spouse who verbally and sexually abused me for years and then abused my children and has now ruined their lives. Growing up in a broken home with an alcoholic father because every childhood memory involves him being drunk. Forgiving my mother how she physically abused me as a little boy after she and my dad went through a horrible divorce. Forgiving the person who stole $132,000 from us. The doctor who misdiagnosed my husband and our lives were forever changed. Forgiving my parents for abandoning me as a child. Forgiveness of myself for pressuring my girlfriend to abort our child in order to hide my own sin. Forgiving the person that took away my childhood innocence. Forgiving 
my parents for always comparing me to my other siblings and how I never measured up to them. A pastor who was condemning and made me feel like I could never measure up to his standards of perfection. Forgiving my father for kicking me out of the house when I became pregnant and I had nowhere to go. One one pastor saw this and he posted this. Forgiving people in our last church that we pastored for their evil and vindictive actions which caused us to leave ministry and instill great hurt in our family. Forgiving my husband who sexually abused our daughter. My spouse for having an affair while I was battling cancer. The drunk driver who caused the death of my mom. The many foster parents who abused me and abandoned me over and over again as a child. Forgiving my mom because she simply didn't want me, therefore causing me to grow up in one foster home after another. The rape I went through and the constant guilt that just will not go away. My mom cheating on my dad. Years of being hurt and wounded and scarred after ongoing sexual abuse by a very close family member. And the list goes on. And I read these again this past week in the office and I would just find myself weeping over the hurts and scars and brokenness and ongoing pain in people's lives. See, what seemed like a simple thing a few moments ago about forgiveness suddenly becomes complex in all of the context of these things in people's lives. And I don't want to stand up here and tell you this same stuff that you've already heard and just make some simple little statement like, hey, you just need to forgive people. There's two groups of people that will probably struggle through this message today. I understand that. One is those who have been violated, those who have been hurt deeply in some way. I know as I was reading this, I know for many of you, your heart was beating quickly. Memories were going through your mind and you are nervous right now because you're not even sure of what will be said. And in severe ways, terrible things have been perpetrated onto you and you are reliving some of that. I I understand that. You really would just like for me to give you a pass on this and say, hey, you know, in the context of forgiveness, you you don't have to do that. Um, But we have these words that penetrate our hearts again today that says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. The other group of people that will be difficult for this morning are those of you that think you're okay. You've lived a pretty sheltered life and you're thinking, even as I'm talking today, you think, yeah, this this is a good message for somebody else. 
There's not like a lot of horrible, terrible things going through your mind right now that have happened to you and you're thinking, I've got this forgiveness thing all worked out, I'm good, I, I'm, I'm amen in your preacher, this is for somebody else. And yet for many of you, you have some things that are stuffed away deep down inside and the reality about you today that God wants to open up is that you are trying to hide some things. See, the enemy wants to snatch the word that I'm trying to preach today. The enemy is tempting some of you just to turn and uh, you know, turn off, go to another channel or, or click off the Facebook page or the live stream. But, but as long as you have, listen, as long as you, as long as we have breath in our lungs, you will, we will have evil perpetrated on us all of our lives. Scripture tells us that we live in a world of darkness, of evil. And, and yet in the context of that, Paul is saying in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the evil, even that which has been perpetrated onto us, Paul says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. And let me just say this, we are not trying to minimize the sin. It's evil, it's horrible. When a man beats his child, it is just pure evil. It's wrong. When, when, when a young girl is raped and robbed of her body and robbed of her innocence at a, at a, as a, at a young age, often from someone she trusted, it is, that is just raw evil. When you gossip about someone and they're not present to defend themselves, that is evil. Oh, <laughs> you like the one about the man beating his child or the one about the, the rape. You, you like that one better than the gossiping one, right? Because I got, I got personal, huh? I came off the platform, walked right down, got into the camera, came through the internet waves, came into your house, sat down on your couch, put my, put my face next to yours, and you didn't like what I had to say just then. And um, let, let, me just, let me just clarify a couple things. One is, I am not talking today in, the, in this idea of forgiveness I'm not talking about calling like a friend up and saying, hey, hey, listen, my preacher, he was preaching on forgiveness today and um, I, just felt, I just felt moved and so I just wanted to let you know, um, I can't stand you because you hurt me, but I just wanted you to know I forgive you, jerk, all right? No, 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 not, not talking about doing that. Because you see, conventional wisdom says it was their fault I don't owe them anything. If they wanna to come to me and crawl to me and get down and beg me for forgiveness, well, let them make the first move. But here's the deal, oftentimes, those people that have hurt us, they're not thinking anything about the pain that you're feeling. They're like at Disney World, right? Well, they're not there now, but you know, they're somewhere just enjoying life. They're not even thinking about it. But fully devoted followers, we want something more than just revenge. We want something more than holding on to anger and resentment and bitterness in our lives. Fully devoted followers want, 
wants the kind of forgiveness that blows people away, that they just can't understand that, they, the kind that heals and restores and reconciles, one that, as the Apostle Paul says, does not repay evil for evil. And so here is a revelation for some of you today. Forgiveness is not a weakness. It is the ultimate gateway to more power and love in Christ. You are not weak when you offer forgiveness. You are strong. You, you offer something that God's spirit has been able to give you strength through. I heard one, a story one time of a young man who said, when I was a young child, my adopted father would often beat me and curse at me and say these words, I wish I had never bought you and wasted my money on you. And then the guy went on to talk about how this adopted father of his died at an early age and they were never able to be reconciled. But then he went on in the story to say through tears, but my heavenly father reminds me every day he has never regretted purchasing me with the priceless blood of his son Jesus and that love has forgiven me and that love gives me the power even to forgive my dad. See, that's more, that, that's the kind of forgiveness that I'm talking about. And the other thing is that I don't want you to miss the point of the message, you know, is I, I don't want you to hear this message and then like, you know, you click off today and you spend the next five days like looking through your contacts on your phone and uh, you're, you're, you're just looking, is there anybody I've ever had trouble with in my life ever, you know? And you start making a list and you call them and you're like, hey man, I just wanted to, you to know I forgive you. And they're like, dude, I didn't even know there was a problem, all right? Or you call like an ex-girlfriend you got in a fight with and broke up with and now you're married and she's married and y'all got kids and you like call her up and you meet down at like windmill grill to talk over the deal. No, 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 no. Not talking, not talking about, not talking about that. This is complex on how you live it out. The only way you really get this and the only way it really comes out through you is when you get close with the Holy Spirit and you let the Holy Spirit flesh that out. It comes from listening to the Holy Spirit. It comes from reading this book and being in his word. It does not come from your friends on Facebook. But what is not complex, what is simple to understand that comes from the word of God is this. The forgiven forgive. Forgiveness doesn't always mean reconciliation to the person. Again, Paul says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you live at peace with everybody. Paul does not say, Paul does not say live in partnership with everybody. He says live in peace. Because sometimes the step, oh, this can be hard for some. Sometimes the step to forgiveness is separation. Sometimes the step to healing and forgiveness is to pull yourself away from the situation 
If your, if your husband or your boyfriend is like beating you and you're watching this today, listen, your first call that you make today after this is over is not to him. Your first call, if he's beating you, your first call is to the police. Then you can forgive him while he's in a cell somewhere getting help. Now, you didn't like that either, did you? See, to live in peace doesn't mean to live in partnership. That's why, that's why he said, do not take revenge, my friends, but leave, leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Leave, leave room in your life, leave room in your desire for revenge to get even, to let God avenge for you. When I was, um, I think I was nine years old, I think my brother, maybe watching right now, I don't know, was 16. And he received a call one night. And um, I did something that night that I may or may not have done on many occasions when he would get a call. I went upstairs and I got on the extension, right? I got on the other line, like I lifted the receiver quietly and I was listening to this conversation. And it was from a boy about four years older than him. And um, the best I can remember is I think he thought my brother had said something about him. And all I remember is the last words he said were, were I'm on my way to your house. Be outside to meet me. And um, I knew what that meant. So I did what any good brother would do. I ran and told my daddy. I just told him right up what, what had happened. And so uh, my dad said to my brother, he said, son, go inside, go to your bedroom. I'll deal with you later. I'll take care of this situation. And um, I remember like trying to watch and then, you know, I got caught and was sent to my room. And, but about 10 minutes later, this kid come walking into the yard and up onto the porch and my dad was waiting for him and he opened the door and went out onto that porch and met him there. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure what happened. All I know is my dad came back into the house and that kid was no more. <laughs> I don't know where he's locked up in some trunk or what, but See, I don't think what Paul is saying here is when someone does you wrong and hurts you, I don't think he's saying just let it go. I think what he's saying is why don't you just go back into the house under the protection of a sovereign God daddy who is big enough to handle it for you. Because if you spend your life chasing this thing down over and over in your mind, even if you catch up with it, what are you gonna do? It's bigger than you are. And that's why this is so important to understand. The essence of forgiveness is giving up on the possibility of a better past. There are some of you watching today and you just play this over and over in your mind thinking if you play it over and over enough, you're gonna get a different past. It's not gonna happen. Some of you have some bad things in your marriage and you constantly bring it up and rehash it over and over and over as if that's gonna change your past. It's not going 
to happen. Give up on the possibility that you are ever gonna get a better past. Some of you are wearing yourself out trying to make somebody else pay for some wrong or some hurt or something that they have done to you, and it is destroying you. God is not asking you to give up on justice. He's saying just give up on the possibility that you can change anything in your past that has happened to you. You cannot. He's just saying, why don't you go in the house and let the Father handle it? And when you realize that, you open up a door for God to avenge every hurt that you have ever experienced. Forgiving, uh, forgiveness is, as someone said, setting a prisoner free and in doing so realizing that the prisoner was you. I have on my phone when my grandson Mason comes or whenever I was around him, he would always ask to use my phone or whoever he was with. And on my phone is an app that we downloaded and it is called Angry Birds. Come on, have you played Angry Birds? You, you may have it on your, your phone as well. Now, as best as I can tell about Angry Birds is there are some, um, there are some pigs that have stolen some eggs and these birds, are trying to get their eggs back. That's pretty much it. They had their eggs stolen, they're trying to get their eggs back. But in the process, these birds have to break down all of these structures that the pigs have created. And so if you've played this, you know, you get like a bird and you pull back, you know, like a slingshot, and then you aim it and you shoot it at these walls. And, uh, and these birds, Hey, they are angry, they're like mad. Like you look at their faces, they are just, they're just mad. And they look mean and have angry noises as they fly into these walls and some can even, as they're flying, divide into three birds and there's like, instead of one angry bird, there's like three angry birds looking to do more damage. And the problem with angry birds is that in order in order for them to win and get their eggs back, <laughs> they have to die in the process. And in angry birds, they have limitless levels of this stuff um, of how many pigs you have to kill. And once you kill all the ones on that level, it just takes you to a different level. And now there's more pigs and more anger and more destruction. So every time the bird hits the house, Oh, come on, this is theologically deep. <laughs> Every time a bird hits the house, the bird rolls over and feathers fly and the bird dies. And so here's the deep question. What's the point? You, you fire away at the pigs, but even if you win that level, there's more and more, there are limitless levels of pigs and you have to die in order to win, but even when you win, it just keeps on going. What is the point of being an angry bird? 
Isn't that what we do when we hold on to an offense? We pull back and we fire at someone or something thinking that there's more and, you know, uh, if I just do this, we're making progress and we're getting something accomplished and really all we're doing in the process of trying to hurt others is we're killing ourselves. So here's how the the Apostle Paul ends this powerful passage on his instruction about the nature of forgiveness and here's what he says. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Some of you, some of you have been carrying anger around for years. It has dominated your life and your your heart's beating quickly right now even as I'm speaking as I close this message. And here's what I would say to you. Change your strategy. Let God serve justice or mercy however he chooses. As the scripture says, overcome evil with good. What's the good? Forgiveness, grace, Mercy, love them, own your part in the offense, learn to walk in humility, refuse to be held captive one more day. Because Jesus didn't die on the cross that Christ placed himself on as the ultimate sacrifice for your sin in mine just to just to let us live on our own no he's on the cross they are standing below the people that did this to him they yelled crucify him crucify him they're standing below mocking him as his blood is ebbing out of his body some spitting on him some insulting him And he's looking eye to eye to all of those that did this to him. And what does Jesus do? Did he ask God to call down fire from heaven? No. Scripture says he could have called 10,000 angels to come and set him free. But it was on the cross that he showed you and he showed me a more excellent way. What did he say on the cross? Father, forgive them. Forgive them for all that they have done. Where did he say that? On the cross. The cross which represents the power of forgiveness given to you, given to me, so that we could then give that to others. Not in your own power, you you can't do it. Not in your own power, you've tried that. Didn't work. But through the power of the cross, 
we who are becoming more like him have the power given to us through the Holy Spirit that we can give grace and mercy and forgiveness even to those who have hurt us. And as I pray this morning, the truth is for some of you, some of you need not the forgiveness of others. There are some of you that need his forgiveness in your life today. In order that you can forgive someone else, it needs to start with you. You receive his grace and you receive his mercy and you receive his forgiveness. And then his Holy Spirit takes up residence in your life and his Holy Spirit then gives you the kind of power that you can forgive those who have hurt you, even those who have hurt you deeply. Some of you need his forgiveness for your sin, your wrongdoing. You are the one, you are the one that hurts someone else. You are the one that perpetrated evil acts on someone else. And even though they were evil and even though they were ugly, and even though they make us want to throw up because of the pure evil of them, God's grace and his forgiveness it extends even to you today. And then as he forgives you, listen, not always, but it could be God would open a door that you ask whoever you hurt to forgive you. I don't think that's in every case. I think there are some of you that have hurt some people and the best thing to do is just to move on, receive God's forgiveness and his grace, but not to bring it up again. Some of you, his provision today, you, you, you need that in your life, especially in the time in which we're living. And you believe that he is able to meet your need through the power of the supply of the resurrected Christ. And that is your burden today. And you just, as I pray, maybe you receive that. Would you join me in prayer? Father, we... Hmm, we feel like we have been in the face of the evil one today who has tried to do so much evil and destruction and harm people's lives and scar them. Some to the point that they think they can never be free from it or better because of it. And so I'm praying, first of all, this morning, Father, for those that are watching, I am praying right now for them, so many. The reality about their life is they have been deeply hurt. And I don't even have time to get into the fact that we who have been wounded tend to wound others and there's this vicious cycle. <laughs> But God, in that cycle today, in that cycle in someone's heart today, just as Christ on the cross said, Father, forgive them, I'm praying right now there would be some forgiveness given, even though it hasn't been asked for. 
and that they will stop being angry birds over this whole thing that has just gone from one level to another, to another, to another in their life, and it affects people around them. And God, in that today, may they just offer forgiveness today and lay down their desire to seek revenge. Do it right now. May they do it right now, God. And Holy Spirit, I'm praying that you would go to wherever someone is watching today and sit close to them and put your arms of love around them and hold them close. There are some right now that their cheeks are filled with tears because they have been carrying a burden that they so long have wanted to lay down. And Holy Spirit, I pray where that hurt and that scar once took up residence in them, I pray you would fill that place with love and your grace to where they could look at someone even that had a hurt or abused them in the past and they can even have love for them again. And Father, I'm praying for someone today who has been the one who has caused hurt. They have caused pain. They have deeply scarred people, either in their past or even yet today. And they're watching right now and their heart is beating heavy because your Holy Spirit loves them so much that you are asking them to stop being what they're being, to stop being an angry bird themselves that are causing harm on others. And Father, even right now, they who have been the ones that have caused pain would lay that down and would ask you, first of all, would just ask you for forgiveness. Lord, I know the truth about many of those that have caused pain have a whole life full of pain themselves. So let it begin, let it begin today that I am laying down my pain so that I don't have to continue to put pain on someone else. Free them today, God. Free them in Jesus' name. Free them, God. And then, Holy Spirit, if and only if you open a door, maybe they would ask someone to forgive them, maybe. Father, we need you, and I think even of next week when this gets even more raw and we look at the how to forgive, I pray that even now, Father, you would remind us that you are a loving God and you would allow us to even be exposed again to the hurt that we've been through so that it's like pulling a thorn out. It would, it would get exposed, but now it can begin to heal. And I am praying that would happen today for so many. We pray in Jesus' name. And now as we continue to worship, Father, we worship a God who has forgiven us. <laughs> you have forgiven us so that we can forgive others, we pray in Christ's name. Amen.